Hey, what's going on, everybody? And a very happy new year to our church. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We are in a brand new series studying the book of Job together called Give and Take. And we're going to be learning about the faith and the life of Job and how it applies to us. I want to thank every person that helps us get the message of Jesus out around the world. Thank you for partnering with us. You can go to our website and give there or text Zoe to 77977 and we'll shoot you a link. But let's jump into this week's message, Never Too High, Never Too Low. Thank you, guys. Go to Job chapter 1, Job chapter 1, verse number 1. We are starting a brand new series today. Job chapter 1, verse number 1. We're starting a brand new series. We are studying the book of Job during our fast. And I want to encourage you to go to our website and uh, get, get resources as we study a book of the Bible. Every time we fast and pray for 21 days, we study a book of the Bible together. I believe that the Bible is God's word for our life. I believe if you want to figure out how to live, all you have to do is read the Bible. And so we're going to study this book. When I was growing up, I didn't think it was the book of Job. I thought it was the book of Job. Raise your hand if you were with me. I was like, wow, jobs are in the book. It's amazing. But Job is a man that... Um, God uses his story. In fact, the writer of the book of Job, we don't know who it is. And I think the writer gives us limited details on Job because God doesn't want us to focus on all the details of Job. More, he wants us to focus on the God truth out of it. In fact, one of the interesting things as we study this book is that we are never going to truly learn why God allows what happens to Job to happen. But we are going to learn more about God's character, more about God's nature, and how to respond during difficult times. I don't know what 2023 was like for you, but I think 2023 was probably the best, worst year of your life. Somebody say amen if that's the case. Man, last year was the best, worst year of my life. And guess what? This year, 2024, there's going to be more best, worst year stuff. In fact, I want to uh, just jump in and tell you the title of this series. It's called Give and Take. Because life has this ability of giving you stuff and taking stuff away. God has this ability of blessing you and giving you stuff and taking stuff away. In fact, the scripture says it this way. For those that bear fruit, what does he do? He prunes. So he gives and blesses you, and then he prunes and takes stuff away only so that you can bear more fruit. So he gives and he takes away. The question is not if God is going to give and take. The question is, will you remain faithful to God? Will you continue to praise and worship God no matter whether you are on, I like to contrast it this way, whether you're on the mountaintop of success or the valley of despair. I like these contrasts because it's a Laker fan. For, you already know where I'm going with it. And you gotta, you gotta understand that success is its own test. You know, the reason why you're tested when you're successful is the Bible says a man is tested by the praises he receives. So when you become uber successful, now you've got options that you didn't have before. Now you've got ego that you didn't have before. 
And so there's its own problems, its own slew of issues with success. But I'll tell you, the valley of despair has its own. When you're in failure, when you're in want, when you're in need, when you are in lack, when you are in suffering, it has its own slew of issues. What I'm trying to get us to is whether he gives or takes away, we will bless the name of our God. No matter what it looks on the exterior, I've already resolved on my interior that I'm going to worship and I'm going to follow Jesus. So it's give or it's take, but I'm going to remain the same. Let's just clap if that's your prayer for 2024, no matter what. Come on, join us west side and clap. with. That's our prayer. Look here in Job chapter 1. Watch what the scripture says, Job 1. It says, in the land of ooze. Land of little Uzi, little land of Uz. There lived a man whose name was not Job; it was Job. And this man was blameless and upright. He feared God and he shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels and five hundred yoke of oxen and five hundred donkey and had a large number of servants. It sounds like he lives in Nashville. <laughs> he was the greatest man among all the people of the east. His sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays and they would invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. When a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them to be purified. Early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. One day, I like that. That's, that's, we're going to talk about that. That's Job being a good dad right there. Uh, verse 6. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them. And the Lord said to Satan, what's up? Where you been? And Satan answered the Lord, from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered... My servant Job. There's no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. Does Job fear God for nothing? Satan replied. Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and his herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. And he will, Job will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, all right, very well then. Everything he has is in your power. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the older brother's house, a messenger came to Job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabians attacked and made off with them and they put the servants to the sword and I am the only one, I'm the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said the fire of God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and the servants and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another Another messenger came and said, the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and made off with them. They put the servants to the sword and I am the only one who has escaped to tell you while he was still speaking. Yet another messenger came and said, your sons and your daughters were feasting and drinking wine in the older brother's house. And when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and struck the four corners of the house, it collapsed on them. They are all dead. And I am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Hashtag worst day ever. At this, Job got up, tore his robe, shaved his head, 
fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. In all of this, Job didn't sin by saying, you did this, look at what you did, you're not good, you're not kind, you're not for me, you're not, in all this, Job said, you know what? I came in this thing naked. I'm going to leave this thing naked. I don't have, as for me, blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called Never Too High and Never Too Low. And I'm believing this year, don't let your highs get too high and your lows get too lows. You're going to stay faithful. You're going to remain the course. You're going to keep choosing Jesus. You're going to keep choosing truth. You're going to keep following our God. Never too high, never too low, but always saying yes to Jesus. Amen to that? I want to just show you a few things here in Job 1. Some truths that we need to consider and apply to our faith. Some things that are right for us in 2024 that we need to apply immediately to our life. I'm going to extract some truths out of this chapter as we study it together. Look at Job chapter 1 verse 1. Look at it. It says, In the land of Uz there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. Write down number one. Live at a level that pleases the Lord. This year I'm believing for your life that you're going to live at a level that pleases the Lord. We don't know a lot about Job, but what we do know is that he's blameless, he's upright, he fears God, and he shuns evil. I, I, I don't know if you can put that on your bio on Instagram this year, but I, but I want to encourage you to live that way. That you're upright, you're blameless, you fear God, and you shun evil. I think for your life, the thing that's lacking, you don't need more money, you need more fear of God. Remember a few years ago when they came up with that brand, uh, Jesus is my homeboy? You ever see this brand, Jesus is my homeboy? I like that because I like the word homeboy. That was cool. And I like Jesus clearly. And so when we couple it, Jesus is my homeboy, all right. And I like that because, you know, the Bible teaches us Jesus calls us friend. And I like that. I like that language. Jesus is my homeboy. But I want, I want to warn you to not get familiar and not treat Jesus just as a friend. That you need to also increase your fear of God. That when you behold God in all of his splendor, in all of his glory, in all of his might, when you see God seated on the throne, I'm telling you, if you see God, you will not talk. You will not be able to find words because of how big and mighty and awesome and glorious and beautiful our God is. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you need wisdom this year on your money, fear God. You need wisdom this year on decisions, fear God. You want to live at a better level, increase your fear of the Lord. Otherwise, what you'll do is you'll live a life of compromise. In fact, I want to encourage somebody today. Stop making deals with the devil. The devil keeps offering you this, that, and the other. And I want to encourage you, stop this year making deals with the devil. In fact, the devil tried to make a deal with Jesus three times. He says, you know what, I'll tell you. If you just do this, I'll give you that. 
If you just do this, I'll give you that. If you just do that, this, I'll give you that. He always offers you something he cannot deliver. He always promises you something that he cannot have. And I want to encourage you, stop making deals with the wicked one. Make deals with God. I am yours. I'm a follower. I will submit to you. I will surrender to you. Some of you need to cut off the deals that you've made. Job was from ooze. Oozy. We don't know a lot about him other than he's wealthy. He got a lot of kids. And my man was blameless, upright, feared God, and shunned evil. When was the last time you saw some evil and it made you mad? Some of us need to go back to that truth. We cling to what is good and we abhor what is evil. If it's evil, I hate it. If it's good, it's my life. Job was, Job was living at a level. Job was, Job was raising, I want to encourage you this year, 2024, stop allowing yourself to indulge in this, that, and the other. Why don't you be, let it be a year of taking stuff away rather than allowing yourself to do stuff? Job lived at that level. In fact, you're going to see the level he was at. He was four things. He was blameless. He was upright. He feared God. He shunned evil. May that be true of people of Zoe Church. May that be true of our lives that we're blameless, we're upright, we fear the Lord, and we shun evil. You think I just wake up happy to hate the Clippers? I shun evil. Someone asked me the other day, they're wearing a cowboy shirt. They're like, you always make fun of the cowboys. I shun evil. You think I chose this life? I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. What level are you going to live on this year? Level of compromise or the level of truth? What level? Our culture loves to talk about levels. You know, level up and all this. What does that mean? It means fearing God more. Putting God first more. Raising the standard in my life. I'm not going to allow any entertainment that doesn't please God in my life. If it's music that doesn't please God, I don't want it in my ear. I'm not going to be involved in conversations that don't please the Lord. I'm walking away. Why? Because I shun evil, I cling to what's good. Job was this man. And it continues on to describe not just Job in his character, watch him as a parent. Look at the next verses here in, in, in verse 4. It says, his sons used to hold feasts in their homes on their birthdays, and they would invite the three sisters and, and eat and drink wine with them. And when a period of feasting had run its course, Job would make arrangements for them. And early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Write down number two. Job had a as for me in my house kind of mindset. Job wasn't just thinking about himself. I'm good with God. I fear God. I shun evil. I'm upright. I'm Job, listen, it's, you got to get to this place this year. It's not just about your faith. It's about your family's faith. Job had a as for me and my house mindset. That's what God is saying to us this year. This year, let's have the mindset that we don't just care about our faith, we care about our family's faith. 
He's after the parties. They would throw all these parties and the kids would be out and they have their time and Job would come and bring a sacrifice to the Lord. He said, lest my kids curse God in their hearts. I care about my children's faith. I don't know about you, but I want my kids to know the Lord, serve the Lord, follow the Lord, walk with the Lord, worship the Lord. Come on, I'm not giving my kids over to some school system or the culture. No, my kids are going to be in kingdom culture. Right now, I'm, I'm really addicted. I, I do the proverb of the day. I love to read the proverb of the day. Today is January 7th. I read Proverbs 7 this morning. It's, it's something about the pro- I say it this way. A proverb of the day keeps so fooling me away. Just put your hand like this. If you know there's a fool in you lurking. A proverb a day keeps the fooling me away. And so, you know, I, I, I drive a minivan. I call it our swagger wagon. And when I'm in my minivan with my boys, I like to take the, the proverb of the day, and I, and I love to tell them the proverb of the day. So I turn the music down. I say, boys, I want to share with you the proverb of the day. All of them at the same time moan. We're going to raise you right, boys. The proverb of the day. And I share the proverb of the day, and I say, do any of you understand what that means? None of them understand what it means. That's all right. Let's say it again. Proverb of the day, Proverbs 7, verse 15, and I give them the proverb of the day. Usually on the second time, the 8-year-old, we only made one smart child. He's 8. His name is Maverick. And the 8-year-old kind of has an idea of what it means. So the 8-year-old, he will, he will uh, do his best to translate in his 8-year-old brain what it means. Usually he's not far off. I said, that's right, Maverick. And I start to explain. But I will tell you, while I'm in the van, I'm using an opportunity to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. My kids are going to know Jesus. They're going to know truth. They're going to follow God. I give them to God. Come on, clap together. And let's thank the Lord. I want like Job, as for me and my house. It wasn't just that Job was right with God and feared God and shunned evil. He cared about his kids' faith. Your faith ain't real until it lands on somebody else's life. I pray this year you get a burden for somebody's, somebody's uh, one of your coworkers, a friend, a cousin, somebody in your life. It's not just about my life. It's about their life too. And so here comes, here comes Job, and he's, he's, he's upright, and he's blameless, and he fears God, and he shuns evil, and he's a good dad. I pray we have a bunch of good dads at Zoe Church. What's a good father? A good father is not just providing a roof over their head. It's teaching them the truths of Jesus. And so, and so here, here comes Job, and he's, you know, he's the man from Ooze. And the Lord holds court. God himself holds court. All the angels come before him. And so God, he's, he's holding court. And here comes all the angels. And with them, Satan. And so Job looks at all the angels. And then, which one of these people doesn't belong here? That guy. Satan. And God says to Satan, where you been? It's almost like they're catching up over Christmas break. How you been? How was break? What you been up to? Where you been, Satan? Satan's like, ah, you know, here and there, roaming around, checking stuff out. He goes, oh, have you considered my servant Job? God starts bragging 
about Job. I pray that you live your life this year in a way that would make God brag about the decisions you're making. God says, have you considered my guy, Job? You know, Job is four things. He's blameless. He's upright. He fears God. He shuns evil. The devil's not impressed at all. You know what he says? Yeah, I would too, man. Don't you think Job is that great because you bless everything he touches? Don't you think Job worships because you've hedged around him and nobody can get to him? Don't you think he's that happy and that holy because he lives in a gated community and all of his Amazon Prime comes on time? Don't you think he's this happy just because he goes to Zoe and has all the merch? He's like, well, that, that's fine and all, but let's see what Job's like if we touch his life with some suffering and let's see if he's still the same happy Christian and still tithing and still in a connect group and still going to Zoe conference and still helping other people find Jesus. God says, all right, let's test him. You can do everything but lay hands on his life. Write down number three. You need to know this about Satan. The accuser is always looking for a next accusation. Satan, Satan, his name literally translated means accuser or prosecutor. And I want to tell you that he loves to accuse you of the wrong that you've done. He loves to accuse you even of the right that you're living. He stands before the throne of God. Revelation chapter 12 verse 10. Read it on the screen. Watch what it says. It says, day and night. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. It has come at last. Salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth, the one who accuses them before our God day and night. Did you know that Satan, the accuser, stands before the throne of God day and night and accuses you of your sin? And he says to God, God, look at what they've done. Look at what they said. Look at what they've touched. Look at what they've watched. Look at how horrible of a person they are. And the accuser of the brethren is always looking to accuse you of your sin and your failure. But I want to encourage you today that when he accuses you, there's another man standing there. He is our great high priest. And day and night, he offers prayer for you. And he became the perfect sacrifice. Anybody thankful today that Jesus became sin so that I might become righteous through the blood of Jesus? And I want to encourage you, this year, do not live under the canopy of shame. Live under the canopy of grace. Some of us can't move forward this year because you're still thinking about the worst thing you said and the worst thing you did, and your mind is stuck in your past. Praise be to God that leads us in all triumph and all victory. He might be accusing you of what you've what you've been involved in and the, your past and, and a bad decision and maybe things you've never told any other person about. And he accuses you night and day. He is the accuser of the brethren. My friend, I'm here to tell you about the forgiver of our sins and his name is Jesus Christ. And day and night he stands before the throne and he prays for you and he forgives you and he has a plan for you and your life is hidden in Christ. Amen to that. 
And so here comes the accuser, and he says, you know, that's great and all, Job, and he's so upright, and he's so blameless, and he fears you, and he's, he's a hater of evil, and that's cool. But let's see how he does when he suffers. Write down the next point. When you suffer, you discover. When you suffer, you discover. You know, when you suffer, you discover what's really inside you. When you suffer, you discover who's really for you. It's not until you suffer that you really realize how real your faith is. Suffering allows us to really find out what we're about and what God's about. In fact, watch what is just read again. Watch, I, I need you to see this part here. Go, go to Job uh, 1 verse 11. But now stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. What, what would happen to your faith if you lost everything this year? Like he didn't say like, okay, stretch out your hand and he's going to lose his business but keep his family. He's going to lose his house, but he keeps, the, he keeps his money. He, he's going to lose his home, but, but he's still got reputation. He said, we're touching everything he has. Nothing's off limits except for his person. And I love this. Look at the contrast, verse 22. And all this Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. He said, you, 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 can, you can take it all, but as long as I got God, I've got everything I need. As long as I got my Father in heaven, you can take the car, you can have the bank account, you can take my community, you can take it all, but I came in this thing with nothing, I'm going to leave this thing with nothing, but as for me, bless, give him a praise right now. If that's your prayer in 2024, touch it all, but just give me Jesus. By the way, let me just remind you, the only thing you can take to heaven with you is people. You cannot take your stuff. You cannot take your Bitcoin. All you can take to heaven is people. So I pray this year we bring a whole bunch of people with us and through the pearly gates to know the love of Jesus Christ. And so, and so here comes Job and, 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 he's, and, he's, and the messengers just keep, keep coming one after another. While the, while the one is speaking, the next one starts talking. And while the one is concluding, the next one comes in. Have you ever had a season in your life where it feels like everything's going bad? Three people raise their hand. The rest of you are lying in church. <laughs> what, what's the old saying? When it rains, it what? Yeah, it pours. Write, write, write down this next thought because I need you to understand it. Life changes quickly. Life can change fast, man. And you know what? Culture can change and people can change and seasons can change, but there's one thing that will never change in your life and it's God. So I'm putting all of my confidence all of my future in his hands, not in others. The faith that we find in Job is a faith that says, even if it changes, I will remain faithful. Yeah, I'm not going to get too high. I'm definitely not going to get too low. I'm going to find a way to keep going. The enemy of your life accuses you 
and prosecute you because he wants you to stop following and serving Jesus. But God wants you to get to a place in your faith where it doesn't matter the exterior. You've already resolved on the interior. I will follow God if I have the job or if I don't. If I get promoted or if I don't. If it's going good or if it's going bad, I will find a way to praise my God. worship team come come join me worship team come join me here's the last thought out of Job chapter 1 today I need you to get here stop blaming God and start praising God a lot of us just been bitter and hurt and angry and upset with life and disappointed and you moved to LA to be an artist and God's got you now as a sandwich artist you're like, ah, really, God? Italian combos, really? This was your plan? (laughs) You know, we're going to raise the level of our living, but but the secret to doing that is raise the level of your gratitude. I just want to encourage you today. Nobody owes you anything. Let me say it again. Nobody owes you anything. And you've been so mad at God. How come? How? Some of y'all, you see yourself in worship. We're worshiping. Some people look like they're doing yoga at church. Some people stand there like this. Mad. Watch what Job does. So beautiful. At this point, Job got up and tore his robe. And he shaved his head. And then he fell to the ground in worship. I'm so moved by that verse. He fell to the ground in worship. Because a lot of us would just fall to the ground and cry. A lot of us would fall to the ground in anger and sadness and disappointment. But he fell to the ground. The Bible put those two words there for you and I today. In worship. I used to listen to this artist. He was like my favorite artist for a long time. He's from Eugene, Oregon. His name is Matt Carney. He used to have this line in a song that I love. He used to say, we're all one phone call away from our knees. And today, if the messengers come in and give you the report, I just want to ask you, when you fall to the ground, are you worshiping? Or you fall into the ground in anger and bitterness and disappointment and betrayal and frustration? Really, God? I've been upright and blameless, and I fear you, and I shun evil. Really? I've been in church all these years. I've given so much tithes and so much time and so many offerings and so many conferences, and this is what I get? 
Hear me today, church. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But as for me, blessed be the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter what I face. It doesn't matter what we go through. If I got to fall to the ground, may I fall to the ground in worship of my God. You are great and greatly to be praised. I will lift up your name in the sanctuary. Better is one day in your course than a thousand elsewhere. I've looked for you in the sanctuary to behold your glory, to behold your beauty. I love you with all my heart, with all my soul, my maker and my redeemer. See, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. You're going to fall. You're going to fall because the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And I want to encourage you when you fall, let it be a worship fall. Let it be a worship fall. It's like, I came into this thing with nothing. And I'm leaving this thing with nothing. But as for me, Lord, blessed be the name of my God. I will bless you as long as I live. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. And I will look for you because I've got nothing outside of you. I've not been promised anything other than your love and your grace and your forgiveness. So I cling to that like the old rugged cross. Father, I pray for every person in our church that we would arrive to a faith that's never too high and never too low, but it's always found worshiping you. Make us true worshipers, those that would worship you in spirit and in truth. And though life may have give and life may have take, I pray that we would love you and follow you with all of our heart all of our soul and all of our strength. Give me that faith, God. Give me that follow, God. If that's your prayer today, you say, God, I want to worship you no matter what gets thrown my way. Lift a hand to heaven. Just tell the Lord, I'm committing to you my best praise, whether you give or take away. I will not go by what I see. I will not go by what I feel. I will not go by what's on the outside. I've already made a decision on the inside. If I got to fall, I will fall in worshiping you. I will lift up my hands. I will lift up my voice. I will silence the accuser. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. I will testify that I have tasted and I have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. I will testify that God has been better to me than I deserve and greater to me than I imagine. You put your hands down. If you're here and you want to live at a new level, you want to live at the level that would please the Lord, you're done making deals with the enemy. Some of us need to cut ties, cut contact, cut contract with the wicked one today. If that's you and you know that's you, lift your hand right now. Tell the Lord, I'm done making deals. I'm not going to live a life of compromise. I'm going to follow you and serve you to the best of my ability. Come on, stand to your feet. Father, we're, we're surrendered to you.